In Spanish, its name means the Meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, Lost Wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Back in September of 2019, I released an episode entitled Vegas FAQ, which was essentially a roundup of the Vegas-related questions that I was seeing posted over and over again on Twitter and Facebook, as well as the questions that I personally was being asked most often. I covered a ton of material in that episode, from money and budgets, to questions about the best hotels, to liquor, marijuana, and prostitution laws. Here we are a little over a year later, and the world is quite a different place, thanks to your enemy and mine, COVID-19. And because of the Rona, the most frequently asked questions about Vegas that I'm now seeing online have changed quite a bit. We've gone from wondering what the weather will be like in a particular month to asking about social distancing and resort closures. Absolutely bizarro. As such, I thought it might be a good opportunity for me to once again put all those frequently asked questions into one easy place for you. I'm going to cover things like mask guidelines and mandates, capacity restrictions in casinos, restaurants and bars, weekday resort closures, transportation options, and much more. I'm also going to tackle one of the biggest questions I see people asking, and that's about whether or not it's possible to have fun in Las Vegas right now. This episode does come with a bit of a caveat. As we've learned over the course of the last 10 months of dealing with COVID-19, things can change literally overnight. The info that I'm providing here in this podcast episode is accurate and correct at the time of recording. However, it's 100% subject to change. And if you decide to take a trip to Vegas after listening to this episode, I implore you to do your own research into rules, restrictions, and guidelines. All right, here we go. This is Vegas FAQ, the COVID-19 edition. We're going to begin with everyone's favorite subject, mask wearing. Now, I'm not going to get into a debate here in this podcast regarding mask wearing or the people who don't believe they work. Frankly, I don't need that drama in my life. Fact of the matter is this. The state of Nevada currently has a government-issued mask mandate in effect, which requires you to wear a mask or face covering, covering your mouth and nose, anytime you're around people who aren't part of your household, whether you're indoors or outdoors at a public or private gathering. It's simple as that. You're required to wear masks in casinos, restaurants, bars, stores, attractions. Basically, everywhere you go, you're going to have to wear a mask. Even if you're lounging around the pool, you're going to be required to wear a mask, unless you're actually in the pool. Essentially, the only time you can remove that mask is if you are actively drinking, eating, or smoking. That's it. Otherwise, you can expect to be wearing a mask or face covering 
anytime you're in public. The next big mask-related question I see posted frequently is, how strict are they with enforcing the rule? The answer? Extremely strict, or so I'm told. Being that I've been unable to travel to Vegas since this whole pandemic thing began, I haven't experienced it for myself. However, I've seen dozens of anecdotal posts on social media from people who've experienced what they've called rude behavior from people acting as the so-called mask police. These people have said they've been in the casino, sitting in a slot machine, pulled their mask down to have a sip of their drink or a puff on their cigarette, and almost immediately have been told to pull their mask back up. I'm not going to comment on what people perceive as rude behavior by casino employees, and I won't speculate on how long they actually had their masks pulled down before someone came over to tell them to pull their mask up. What I will say is this. These security officers, who now have mask enforcement added to their already long list of responsibilities, are just doing their job. Same deal with the cocktail server, bartender, restaurant worker, casino host, or retail clerk who asks you to put your mask back on. Trust me when I say they are just as tired of this bullshit as you are. That being said, they're simply ensuring that people are following the COVID-related government-issued mandates, including those requiring you to wear a mask. If they don't enforce those mandates, they risk losing their jobs, and the business they represent, be it a hotel, casino, restaurant, or whatever, risks being fined by the state for non-compliance. Simply put, be prepared to wear that mask at all times when you're in Las Vegas. And I get it. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And occasionally we might forget to pull our mask back up. But if that happens to you and someone has to come over to remind you to put it back on, don't be a dick about it. Apologize for it. Pull your mask back up and thank them for working so hard through the pandemic to ensure that you are having a safe vacation. Next, I want to talk about the capacity restrictions that are in effect as part of the statewide pause that's currently happening. These are affecting Vegas visitors in a multitude of ways. First, restaurants and bars. As of right now, all restaurants and bars are limited to 25% of their maximum capacity, including both indoor and outdoor seating. And tables are limited to groups of no more than four people. Also, all restaurants, with the exception of fast food joints and food courts, as well as bars that serve food, require reservations. Now, with seating and availability being as limited as it is, if you're headed to Vegas and there is a particular restaurant that you've got your heart set on eating at, I'd highly recommend booking your table ahead of time. Either call the restaurant, visit their website, or see if they're taking reservations on opentable.com. That being said, I have heard of some instances of people being able to make same-day reservations or walking up to restaurants and having to call for reservations from the front door. But why risk disappointment, especially if there's somewhere specific you have in mind? Next, let's talk attractions. Museums, art galleries, aquariums, and other spots you might want to visit on your Vegas vacation are also subject to that same restriction of 25% of their maximum capacity. As such, several have moved to requiring their guests to pre-purchase tickets online. Others have even gone as far as enacting timed admission, meaning you can't just show up at the attraction you want to visit and walk in. 
it's going to take a little more advanced planning if you want to check out, for example, the Mob Museum or the Shark Reef Aquarium at Mandalay Bay. If you've got a specific attraction or museum in mind, I'd highly recommend you visit their website before your trip to make sure that there's availability. Something else affected by capacity restrictions is shows. Las Vegas is inarguably the entertainment capital of the world. However, most of that entertainment is dark right now thanks to a limit on public gatherings, which is the category under which shows fall. Under the current statewide pause, capacity is limited to 50 people or 25% of fire code capacity, whichever is lower. Due to that restriction, live performances, for the most part, just aren't happening, either on the Strip or downtown on Fremont Street. That being said, there are a few exceptions and some acts are trying to make a go of it by offering what they're calling exclusive performances or VIP shows. In those cases, though, the tickets are extremely limited. So if you're thinking you'd like to take in one of those shows, you're best to book your tickets in advance. Another thing to keep in mind as well is that where in the past shows would have been running six or seven nights a week, shows that are running may only be on two or three nights a week. As an aside, casinos are also being required to follow that 25% capacity restriction, but so far I'm not hearing any reports of people being denied entry to the casinos due to the cap being reached. It seems that with visitorship to Vegas being as low as it has been over the last few months, they're not in any danger of actually reaching or exceeding that 25% maximum capacity. Talk of low visitorship brings me to my next points. Something that's been happening over the last few months is resorts limiting hotel reservations and access to certain amenities to weekends only, which generally means noon Thursday to noon Monday. In some cases, they've even made the difficult decision to completely close properties during the midweek period, including casinos, restaurants, and retail. If you're wanting to know which resorts are doing this, you're probably best to take a look online for yourself. Or if you're planning to make reservations, reach out to the hotel you're interested in and see if they're open midweek. And something else to keep in mind, even if the property is open for room reservations midweek, ask them about the hours of their restaurants and any other amenities you might be interested in, such as spas or pools. I'm seeing lots of reports on social media from people saying that they're running into situations where restaurants have either limited hours or are completely closed. Also, if you have reservations and the resort changes up their availability, meaning that you're booked for a period where they're going to be closed, they should be moving you to a new property and contacting you via email to let you know. If you're not happy with where they've moved you, give them a call and generally they'll find something more to your liking. If you're booked through a third party like Expedia or Hotwire, or you've booked a package deal, including airfare and hotel, you're likely going to need to contact the booking source to get things sorted out. Something else I've seen people asking about a lot through the pandemic is the best way to get around town. Prior to COVID-19 hitting, I'd always recommended using rideshare, either Uber or Lyft. 
But since things have slowed down in Vegas, I'm seeing more and more posts on social media from people complaining that wait times for rideshare have been steadily creeping up as the actual number of available drivers drops. I think the longest I ever waited for a lift at the airport was 10 minutes, 15 at the absolute most. And whenever I'd hail a ride from the hotel, I was never waiting more than five minutes as several drivers would often be waiting at the pickup area. Now, it's not uncommon to see posts in some of the various Vegas Facebook groups that I'm in where people are saying they're waiting 25 to 30 minutes for pickup at the airport and 15 to 20 minutes for pickup at their hotel. Pro tip for you, both Uber and Lyft have the option for riders to be able to schedule a pickup in advance, and I've heard some people say that's worked well for them. So if you're looking at trying rideshare for a ride to the airport from your hotel, you may want to give that a go. As for pickup at the airport, I've always advised people to stay away from cabs. Vegas cab drivers were notorious for long hauling their passengers and taking the scenic route. I recall one person on Facebook asking if $35 was too much for a cab ride from the airport to the MGM Grand. Spoiler alert, yes, it is. However, back in December 2019, Las Vegas brought in flat rate cab fares for trips from the airport to various strip hotels, meaning it's now impossible to be long hauled. The rates vary depending on the zone your hotel falls in and range anywhere from $19 up to $27. There's still no flat rate to get from the airport to downtown, though, so if you're staying on Fremont Street, you might be best to wait the extra time for a rideshare. And as an aside, if you're riding in a cab or rideshare, you'll be required to wear a mask at all times. As for buses, I used to use transit to get around all the time, either to head to the North and South Outlet malls or even to get downtown to Fremont Street. However, since the pandemic hit, there have been some changes to routes and how transit service is being provided in Las Vegas. First off, one of the major routes that I used to recommend to people, the SDX or the Strip Downtown Express, is no longer in service. That came into effect back in March 2020, initially as a temporary measure as part of the first 30-day shutdown of non-essential services. However, I am sad to report that that suspension is now permanent. Picking up some of the slack for the lost SDX is the Deuce, which now goes all the way south to the Outlet Mall, whereas it used to only go as far as Mandalay Bay. If you're headed north, you can still get to Fremont Street on the Deuce as before, but if you're wanting to hit the North Outlet Mall, you're actually going to need to transfer to another bus at the Bonneville Transit Center near downtown. Another route that became a victim of these cuts was the Westcliff Airport Express, or WAX bus, which ran from McCarran Airport to downtown Vegas and offered an alternative method of transport to cabs or rideshares. Unfortunately, with the decreased visitorship to Vegas, the route wasn't sustainable and ended up being permanently canceled. I recommend visiting the Regional Transportation Commission of Southern Nevada's website at rtcsnv.com for complete route info and fares. I've also seen a few people asking about what specific COVID-19 measures are in place on board buses. Well, according to the RTC website, face coverings are required and social distancing is expected. They've also got an enhanced cleaning program in place and they're using higher capacity buses and putting more vehicles in service to allow people to spread out. 
I've also seen some posts on social media where people have said drivers are limiting the number of passengers permitted to board the buses to allow for social distancing. In the same vein as transit, I want to talk about the monorail and the various trams that you may have used in the past to make your way along the Strip. First, the Las Vegas monorail, which runs along the east side of the Strip from the MGM Grand to the Sahara, is closed. It shut down back at the start of the pandemic and in September of 2020, declared bankruptcy. It was sold to the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority in December 2020, and they're hoping to have it back up and running by the end of May 2021. Currently, though, it's shut down and not a transportation option for you. The free tram that would normally run between Mandalay Bay, Luxor, and Excalibur is currently closed, as is the tram that connects Park MGM, Aria, the shops at Crystals, and the Bellagio. As for the tram between Treasure Island and the Mirage, from what I could find online, it is operating. However, the hours are quite limited. The takeaway from this is you could be doing a lot more walking than you might be used to on a regular Vegas vacation. Or be prepared to spend a bit more than usual on transit, rideshare, or cabs. There are lots of other options still available to you as well, including limo services and shuttles. Those are both still operating. You may want to consider renting a car to get around as well, especially if you want to get out of the city and check out spots like Red Rock Canyon, Hoover Dam, or make the trek to the Grand Canyon. But if you do, be sure to check if the hotel you're staying at has free parking. Most seem to be offering it to hotel guests or loyalty club members of higher level status. Finally, I want to address a couple of questions that I've been seeing coming up pretty consistently. And the thing is, they're not really questions that I or anybody really can answer, but I'm more than willing to share my opinions. First, people are constantly asking, is Vegas going to be shut down again? Truthfully, I have no idea, and neither does anyone else. And anybody who says they do know for sure that Vegas isn't or is going to be shut down again is lying to you. As I mentioned off the top of this episode, the one thing that this whole pandemic experience has taught us is that everything can change in the blink of an eye. The very first shutdown back in March of 2020 came with just 24 hours notice and was originally planned to last just 30 days. It ended up lasting almost 80 days. What we're living through right now is literally unprecedented, and what's happening is completely out of our control. So again, nobody can say with any certainty that Las Vegas will or won't shut down again. The only piece of advice I can really give here is be prepared to be flexible with your plans. Keep an eye on the Las Vegas news, join various Vegas-related Facebook groups, and just be aware of what's happening in Las Vegas and the world in general. If the stories you're seeing are showing things trending in a bad direction— be ready for some potential changes to your vacation, whether that's a change in hotel, a closure of your favorite restaurant, or even a total cancellation of your trip. Now, this somewhat goes hand in hand with another really big question I see being asked frequently, and that is, should I be going to Vegas right now? Will I actually enjoy myself? Again, this isn't really something anybody can answer for you, but please indulge me while I share my thoughts. Personally, I believe that if this is going to be your first ever trip to Las Vegas, 
you should postpone until things are back to normal, or at least a little bit closer to normal. With all the restrictions and closures going on, you're not going to get anything even remotely close to the Vegas experience, and I can't help but think you're going to end up incredibly disappointed. Vegas just isn't Vegas right now, and it's not going anywhere. It's still going to be there six months, a year, or even two years from now. However, if, like me, you're a regular visitor to Vegas, you can probably go and find ways to keep yourself entertained, but, and this is a big but, be prepared for things to be very different than what you're used to, and again, be prepared to be flexible with your plans. brings to a close Vegas FAQ, the COVID-19 edition. I hope you find it helpful in navigating Las Vegas and what's become this weird new reality we're in. As I mentioned at the beginning, the info presented here is accurate as of the time of recording, but is always subject to change. So if you're planning a trip to Vegas, again, I'd recommend jumping online and looking into rules and restrictions and openings and closures for yourself. If you've got feedback on this special episode of the show or you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at JeffDoesVegas. You can also email me directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been a special bonus episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. 